are we are live oh, oh Hello, exciting friends family romans countrymen People all the across the globes that's right we have a youtube subscriber from hungary who commented on our west side story shop by shop breakdown like i love it I welcome love it. aboard friends Hello. Yes, my email from YouTube just came in saying you are now live. What? Exactly. We are live. We are in action. We are here. Yes. Hold on. Let me see here. Happy Pride. It Happy is a Pride. Pride. Happy Pride. Pride Day. Yes. How exciting. How exciting. I'm joined by fellow commentators this evening as well. That's right. That's right. Yes. Are we going Nobody to introduce joined in we... yet? But that's okay. We're here. We're ready to we go. We are here. That's We're right. We're so ready. That's right. I'm and this will all... be forever on the YouTubes. So exactly. people can watch and learn exactly. as we go along. Exactly. Well, Autumn, you know, even if people aren't here yet, they can always tune in and join us in the fun. They totally I mean, can. you're up in your place in Muskoka. I'm in my little convalescent condo room here in Toronto. Listen, I love it. Yeah. It's good, too. Exactly. Exactly. We are in the middle of prepping for season four. We've got some episodes wow. under the belt. Oh, yeah. We are recording we... our Q&A tomorrow. That's coming in on Friday. It's going to be so, good. Exactly. You get exactly. to know a little bit more about us. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but it'll be short. It'll be yeah. short. It'll be a shorter episode. Uh, it's a tease. Maybe as short as Oklahoma, which is 53 minutes. Maybe even shorter. Who knows? If we can get it to be that short, Autumn, I will be really impressed with us. But God knows us. And that never um, seems to happen. We always say we're going to be short and sweet. And then we end up two hours later. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well. It'll be interesting. Yes. And Autumn, who's joining you tonight? Because you've got a whole Autumn Smith crew oh, with oh. us. I do. I do. I have the whole fam jam. Ooh, partner Sarah. There she is. There's oh. her arm. There's some light. Oh, there's Reed. Reed. There's Reed. Oh, no, are oh, you, I can't see Reed. That's light. Who are you voting for? Who's going to win the gang fight? The Jets or the Sharks? This is a. a... The Sharks. Oh, oh, I think he's biased because he's got a thing for lizards. Okay. No. Hannah, Jets or Sharks? What do you think? No, Who's going to win the Rumble? It. They know nothing about the musical. So. <coughs> That's right. They don't know nothing. Jets. 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 Mm. She's going Jets. We have Team Jets, Team Sharks. I've Mod. always been Team Sharks. Tiebreaker. Maud. Maud. What do you think? She's Team Grilled she's, Cheese. She's Team <laughs> Grilled Cheese Officer Krupke. Yes. <laughs> and I am firmly Team Shark all the way. Are you? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, they have the best two songs of the show. I guess they got America and they got a boy like that. Like, okay, okay. And, and plus, also they got Anita. I mean, Anita the scene stealer is the best character on the show. Exactly. Yeah. So they got uh, Anita. I mean, that's game yeah. over. <laughs> I, you know, the Irish in me feels like I should side with the Jets, but you'll be a very good Jet Otto. You could play anybody. I, I would love to play anybody's. But really, I'd like to play Tony. I don't know. It's like really? one of those. A Tony? I could see you as a riff. Maybe a riff. Yeah, even more of a riff than a Tony. More of a riff. Than, yeah. I'd really I'd like to play Anita, but 
I, that is not my role. No, that like, is not your role. Bye Bye Birdie was not my role to play. Yes. But yeah. in Oshawa at that time, yeah, I was the only option, I guess. Exactly. I <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I wish we were doing a, like, we're going to have to watch this again and do a comparable with the Spielberg variation. That's right. Well, well, in December, we'll do a review and then we'll do like a full on compare contrast episode. So I know. that's coming in December. Yeah. But I mean, the people voted after 22 movies went in and I know West Side Story went out. I mean, it was our number one seat when I originally ordered the movies. And I was like, maybe it'll stay number one. Maybe it'll get bumped out. I mean, Little Shop of Horrors made it to... I was surprised. like, like uh, I made it to the last to the semifinal round before Sweeney Todd beat it out. I have to say, I, I was a little surprised that I came down to West Side Story. I thought people would hold out. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, I was really hoping that it would be Annie. Yes, because I've never seen that version. Yeah, but it wasn't up to me. Nope. So it didn't even make it out of its initial round. It got I know. in round two. It got beat by Sweeney Todd. Is that and what the, they did? The kids have already seen Sweeney Todd. That's right. Ree was traumatized from it. He no longer does hair. Traumatized. Every time Sarah goes to just clean his head, he says, "Please don't Sweeney Todd me." <laughs> Doing the sides and your neck. Doing the sides and neck. Don't Sweeney Todd me. <laughs> Do you know what I have to say to that? I love it. I love it too. I think that is quite fitting. Get it? Yes. I love it. Ha! Love it. <laughs> Very good. Well, maybe, well, maybe in October we'll do Sweeney Todd as our Halloween episode. I maybe. mean, if people like these enough, maybe we'll do them once a month. I mean, we did promise these on our Patreon page. We did. So if people sign up to Patreon, you could get these every month. Yeah. Yeah. There's at least two years worth of movie musical content that we could cover. That's fantastic. There's so so, so many. There Maybe is. join us in our mm-hmm. commentary. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, people can comment here. Actually, let me put on our scrolling ticker, which says, okay. ask us a question. Oh, boy. We are happy to answer. <laughs> Shall we start? I think we should start. Okay. I'm watching yeah. on my iTunes. You're watching on Amazon Prime. I which am. Which I'm sure many people will watch. So here we go. All right. Yeah. I, all right. Ready? Three, 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 two, one. Got the whistle. Yep. I'm into the overture. Not Done by who on who did the graphics for the overture? It was not Baz Luhrmann. It was Saul Bass. Saul Bass. Who we Which know cool. because he actually... Did several Hitchcock opening credits. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it reminds me of a Hitchcock opening, like mm-hmm. the lines. Yes. It's a little bit like Vertigo or Psycho. Correct. It's cool. So yes, they brought him on for this overture, which, as we noted in our test run, the overture is not in the stage show. It is a no. added film thing, which makes it doesn't make much sense because if you were to no, it overture, you would want to have credits going with this but they well, don't you, so it's just a, you a music say. but it was also at a time when overtures and entourages were very popular in oh, cinema absolutely. so 
I don't know. Maybe they just wanted us to hear Bernstein's music. I mean, if that's what they wanted, I have no problem with that. Oh, we're now changing to red. It's going red. Huh? The, the two I think we're at melodies segueing out. <coughs> oh, you're ahead a little bit. Am I ahead a few seconds? Yeah. Oh, I can pause mine. I'm in the thumb, 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 thumb. Yeah. I now have the Maria theme coming in. Maria. So if you, anybody has not listened to our initial West Side Story episode, which was episode two in season one, we just did a remastered re-release of that episode where we cut an extra 10 minutes out of the episode as well. Oh, now we're purple. Yep, we're purpling. It's purple. Autumn, so Maria was a song that made Autumn's skip list. Yeah. Which I don't know why. I mean, it's, I, I mean, I'd almost want to date somebody named Maria just so I could sing this song to them. You know, you surprise me. You hate love songs. Mm-hmm. And yet this is the one you gravitate towards. It's beautiful. It's yeah, soaring. It's, it's, it's sweeping. There's not, a, there's not really a song in here. This was our second episode, Mackenzie. Yeah. So I felt pressure to actually say things that I hated. But <laughs> I don't really hate this song. It's just like, okay, well, whatever. Well, I mean, it's, I, I mean I, as you said, it, this is the Romeo and Romeo. Where's the Romeo? But it's been given to Tony. But it's also Romeo being mm-hmm. vapid and a little yeah. bit... Romeo. Romeo. I mean, a Romeo is one of my least favorite characters. I just... Yeah, he's boring. He's boring. But he's I mean, no what's needed is, I mean, I mean, the fact that they came up with this the song, because they're like, well, he, they only said 12 words to each other on stage. So what's he going to sing about? And it's like, oh, he can sing about her name. Okay, now we're into the Mambo, which was oh. Autumn's second pick for favorite song. Yes. The episode. Adore. I adore. I adore this one. It's so good. So dynamic. The whole dance at the gym was genius. Yes. But we'll get there. We'll we get will, there. We will, because we're going to talk about choreography and how this is how film choreography should be done. Not what we got in the prom where it was generic crap choreography that, that was not that was character driven. Here you're going to watch. We'll talk about it when we get to it. We're not going to spoil it in that, but. Well, right now we're getting a lot of the Bernstein. This is Bernstein. At his best, for sure. Reed said to me, he says, well, what's this about? Is it violent? I'm like, well, <laughs> dance violent. Yes. Oh, we're changing colors again. We're, we're going blue. Oh, 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 we didn't get oh. blue. Yeah, oh, we yeah, we did. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. What's now we got the title. I kind of wish that the lines of this, like, added. Yeah. Like, the population densifying. Yeah. With immigration coming in. Mm-hmm. That would have been be way good. more interesting. Yes. Saul Bass, what were you doing? Yeah. Beautiful skyline. Yeah. Yeah, we're going over the highways. Otto, you've probably driven on a few of these from your time working in summers in New York. Yeah, and just traveling there. Yeah, I don't like this. this well, once again, we have to think back to sixty-one. This is this type of sh- yeah. shot had never been done before. 
It's like, ooh, so people I have, this was like really no. cool. It's just kind of like when Titanic came out and CGI mm-hmm. was big for the first time. They're like, oh my goodness, they CGI people in a boat. Like, I know. I just, it doesn't, it's not relevant. This yeah. is not relevant. Yeah. Because well, we, they're not yeah. showing the parts of New York that are relevant right now. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's like, the thing, right? I mean, they're not yeah. showing the lower side. Yeah. I mean, this is very cinematic. It is. But, oh, look at Yankee State. Yeah. Oh, look, there's some weird dome building. No, it's like the, uh, oh. 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 What park is that? With the I don't know. Out? I don't know. I don't even think we're in Manhattan. This looks like Brooklyn or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like we talked about it off camera, but like the opening of the new trailer that that just came out with all those other down in the city shots. Uh, I guarantee like that's sh- going to be our opening. Yeah. The shadow. Yeah. This- there he is, Rust Hamblin. Slightly off. Yeah. We're going to turn ours up a bit. Turn yours up a bit so I can hear where you're at. Ball. Ball. There's action getting the ball. Through it. Yep. And then they start snapping again. Right? Which is kind of hilarious. Well, so I mean, this this opening is so iconic. I mean, the amount of parodies that have been done of this whole snapping gang thing. Well, it's the rhythm. It's like the yeah. it's it's there's a sharpness to the snap, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, which is very effective. And it's the collective snap which shows yeah. that they're together. Yes. Yeah. Now watch this. It's neat that they don't step on the chalk circle. It shows that yeah. they're not particularly violent. They will go around you. If you're not a threat, like they will ignore you. To just steal the ball and give it back. Yeah. It's so good though. Right? Like just the simple movements. Right? Well, chasse. Like it's just, like it's just, just the way Jerome Robbins built this choreography because this was filmed live in New York. Like it's, like it's just, it just crescendos. It just has this natural, balladic build to it. Like it's, like this was, this was revolutionary. This dancing, it really was. Yep. Oh, Bernardo. Bernardo, in his iconic red shirt, played Bernardo. by Greek actor George Shakiras. Who yes. had played Riff in London. That's right. I've forgotten that. That's right. Yes. Uh, but I mean he looks like Bernardo. Like he like he has that Puerto Rican look to him. Well, there's something <sighs> the subtlety of it and just mm-hmm. the space and the stare. Yeah. Okay, and you can see how he's intimidated. Like yeah. And that idea of the overpowering of the two against yeah. one. And now he's kind of hit the like, wall. I bite my yeah. thumb at you. Yeah. I the mean, red wall just look with the red bad. shirt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. 
We're still out of sleep by like half a second. I'm trying to catch up to you. It's the subtlety in Robin's choreography. Like even the snap, the snap was lower. The jets were up here and the sharks were down here. Yeah. And they're way more grounded. The sharks right? are way more grounded. We talked about this, right? Yeah. How the jets are always like kind of flighty. Yeah. And like skittery. Yeah. Bite my right? thumb. Bite my thumb, right? So now it's, it's always taking the fruit. And now it's three against two. Yeah. And now it's six against two. Or six three. against three. Yeah. But you're right. It is that I bite my thumb at you, right? It's, oh, it so totally is. I mean, it's so great the way they adapted this Shakespearean play. Because as you said, the play opens with a similar kind of riff between the two families, but you never get why. It does. But mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do it like a thumb war. Yeah. Like, because it's yeah. so petty. Yes. It's so petty. Like, they're just kids. They are. They're teenagers looking for trouble. Yeah. And thinking that this is how they live in the world. Yes. But they do. This is their family. This is where they belong. Yes. I think it's really important. I mean, just look at the play basketball with all the chassing and the balletic spins and pirouettes they do. So smart. Yeah. Oh. Now they're going to fight over basketball. Yeah. see the sharks are very still yes well it's almost like they don't want to make a move because they don't want to be like misinterpreted in what they do they're very deliberate in their movements right it's that thing of like don't make the move unless you know like it's precise right it's that I'll make the move when I want when I'm ready oh the trip More of the spit. Yeah. So great. And actually, the guy who's playing action married Cheetah Rivera. The no way, lady. really. Yeah, they divorced later on, but that was the big thing was that this jet married a shark. I was calling his backup. Yeah. so good yeah i mean just the action shots they got here with like people tumbling and turning running just the angry ballet where are you at now are they chasing the one guy down the hall they're snapping yeah leapfrog i'll leapfrog okay i'm like two seconds behind you so funny so good. I mean, just the act. I mean, this is why you film on location because you can get these type of action shots that uh, you can't get anywhere else. Paint. Yeah, the paint. Yeah. And of course, it's yellow paint because what does Bernardo keep calling Tony? A yellow belly. Yeah. And the fact that you got little shark messages all on the walls there. Oh, yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. Like, where would this be, this giant trash pile? 
<laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> oh, now they're getting pelted with garbage. <laughs> Baby John. Both of their petulant kids, but there's that intimidation, right? When you see Bernard up on that wall, right? There is that sense of fear now. Well, there's the height. Yeah. And the fact that he had a white paint and slapped him with white paint is very yeah. interesting. Yeah. And the music is so great, like the intensity that it so builds. Like he went from playful roughhousing to now like terrifying. Like, menacing, yeah. 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 Like this is like a shark in the water, right? Like this is like Jaws chasing you in the water, ready to like chomp yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Jet! And just this balladic move this guy does who plays Baby John, just this jump, flip, and down he goes. This is a great overhead shot. Yeah. Well, just like what you watch him run in, they're doing flips and pirouettes. It'll be interesting to see the fight choreography in the next one. Well, it looks like it's much more down and dirty from what the trailer showed. And apparently the gun's going to show up in this first part, too. The, the gun's going to be the, the rifle, the pistol that's going to yeah. come up later. That's sh showing up early on in this prologue that somebody's going to get it early. No, okay, now we're synced up. I figured out how to do it. Which one? I love that he wants to call out the sharks. Right? Well, this oh, was, wow. I'll, I'll be honest, this was the first musical. So when I saw it at Sheridan, I had never really come across the whole concept of police brutality, police, like inner police racism. And this shook me when I saw it on stage that the police were this corrupt. I remember being, I remember my friends were having to explain to me that this was a thing this does happen this isn't the like it's not what you're always because as your kids you're told or at least i was that hey like i have family who are opp and like yeah right so the fact that you see the show and it's like what is this guy doing like like he's just as bad as the shark actually he's teaching the jets because we're going to see this please come back later right in the in, in the candy store so the jets are learning from their adults Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's very subtle. Like, the racial profiling is very overt. Yeah. But them picking it up from them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this will be Corey Stoll in the new movie, and then it's Brian Darcy James playing Krupp. Neat. Yeah. Look, if I don't get a little honor around it, I It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing after George Floyd and how... Mm -hmm. Racialized people are dealt with in one yeah. way, yes. and white people are like, "Oh, it's okay, go away." Right? I mean, I'm like, I mean, Lieutenant Shrek now being buddy with them, like, "Come on, guys! Like, just tell me what happened. I'll help you out." But it's interesting that this comes up as a statement in 1961, right? I mean, exactly. I mean, civil rights was a very real thing at that point, but obviously, yes. but the fact that it's pointed out in this mm -hmm. uh, form. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, 
it's a very it's very progressive right? like what they did here with this yeah yeah I like, I love Russ Tamblin as Rip. He is just so good. Yeah. But then we got this character of anybody's who, for this for the sixties and the late fifties, having this tomboyish. I, I, you, today you could look at it anyways as almost like maybe trans, transgendered. Potentially, you could play her that way now if you were to do a production in modern day. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how that's going to translate into this new, yeah, new like gender and sexuality are so different. Yes, and we've come a long way in that, but we still have a long way to go. We do, but conversation around it is very different. Yeah. So I don't know unless you can temporize this, yeah. which again would have to be a completely different. Mm -hmm. Know, yeah. look at this musical. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. like the immigration question would be different. Yes, which could be interesting. You could be. I mean, you could do a modern New York thing because I mean, Mexican Puerto Rican immigration is still a very hot topic. So, so yeah, this musical is timely and timeless. Like, it, like if you do it in this current time period of the 1950s, it just shows how far we haven't come and. Half a century. You do it in modern day, you can get a lot of modern day influence. Oh, I will have a, another existential crisis. Thank you. Yeah. I've already had several of those this week. Uh-oh. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Okay. I mean, we, you know what's also neat is the fact when you look at the Jets, unlike the Sharks who have purple and red as their colors, the Jets really don't have a full-on color concept like the, like, like the Jets, like the Sharks do. They're a motley crew, right? Yeah. They came They're together out of the need... Yeah. To have family. Yeah. And there's no unifying yeah. factor. Yeah. Now, maybe that was a statement by white creators that mm. they were like, oh, we don't know this culture. We better do yeah. something about it. Yeah. So maybe that will look different in the new movie, too. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even those actors are like mid 20s. Like they do capture that teenage angst that energy that's needed even though like clearly russ tamblin and the guy playing ice are like almost 30 like I they're know. not young it's amazing how when someone leaves how they are alienated like what is that like mm -hmm. To be alienated from your friends in that way when you've been yeah. so tight, right? Exactly. This song made my list. I've never gotten on board with this one because I'm like, the prologue's done such a good job of setting up who these gangs are. This song could be cut in, you just have Riff going off to meet Tony. You don't need a whole new song to be like further siding with the Jets, right? I mean, the Jets got a lot of songs to them. I mean, they get... I don't three. mind the song because it's about the brotherhood. It's True. like their initiation song, right? So it... But we never get this from the Sharks. It's him convincing them. Yeah. And it's a musical, so why not convince them through a song? True. Right? That is true. It's like, in in a way, it's like... Romeo convincing Mercutio to help him. Yeah. 
Like, you know, it's that peer pressure. Mm -hmm. And it's very powerful. Yeah. You have to be a really big person to not succumb to peer pressure. Yes. Well, we'll see when we get to the kinky scene at the end of this, how peer pressure and the way they all talk to Anita escalates the problem, right? I mean, we'll get to that at the end, but like just watching the opening, right? I mean, they're all jumping on the gang, right? It's we're all these good jets. Well, they're stronger together, right? Yeah. As we well, saw in that opening, when they were one, it was like Yeah. A fish out of water surrounded yeah. by sharks, quite literally. Yes. But the collective, which is mm -hmm. interesting because it's like the Fosse clump, right? Yes. And you can see them like, and they have like little moments where they, yeah, they have their little intermittent solo moments, but yeah. they're still part of that collective. Yeah, exactly. Hello, viewer who's tuned in to watch us. Hello. Now, here we go. Now we get to meet Tony. Good old Tony. With his Coca-Cola bottles. Yes. Well, in the stage show, he's painting a new sign for Doc to show his appreciation for Doc helping him, which I think is much better than just unloading soda. Yeah. Because in the stage show, Tony's painting a sign, if I remember correctly. I don't have the libretto right. in front of me. But Tony's painting a sign. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Work, honesty. Yeah. A fascinating narrative. Yeah. The changes between Riff and Tony is fascinating. Right? And that's what kind of makes him different than Romeo, because yeah. Romeo is an entitled brat. Yes. Well, Tony's good-hearted. I mean, he's a good guy. Like, that's the difference between Tony and Romeo. Tony, you get to see, like, if he didn't, if he didn't, if he doesn't have his ending at the end of the musical, he could go on to do something good. Yeah, we can't. No spoilers. Yeah. I mean, this now makes me want a Coke. I know, right? Like, why do they go away from the glass bottle look? I mean, do we need more plastic? Glass bottles work so much better. I know, and they were really sexy to hold. Right? Don't you, I, I do like the chemistry between Richard Beamer and Russ Tamblyn. You do, do get too. this brotherly love that is essential for the Tony Riff relationship. If you don't have this, then you don't have Tony's side of the story. No. It's, it's going to no. drive his action throughout the show. No, true. Like apparently, Russ Tamblyn actually auditioned to be Tony, and they didn't think he was attractive enough to be Tony, so they were like, well, we can cast you as Riff, the best friend. And it was like, okay. Trust, I think Riff is better than Tony. So I was like, that's an upgrade for you. Yeah, Tony is some. I know. I like that that was very simple. Yeah. Riff, I've had it. But the whole conversation, it was mm -hmm. just two guys talking. It yeah. wasn't like... It was good. Yeah, this scene is very simplistic in its construction. And it works. Nice. 
Oh, Rip, playing that game, right? It's the, it's the, you don't show up, peer pressure. It's great. That's a line that changed from the stage show. I'll live to regret this. Yeah. Doesn't he? Dun, dun, dun. But even that line is a change because on the stage show, it's womb to tomb, sperm to worm. But in the censors in the 60s felt that was too inappropriate. So they said burst. And that's better. Sperm to worm is. Well, it's very masculine, right? It's that. Yeah. Petulant teenager. Sperm to worm. Exactly. Which is why I like it more. Burst to earth is too sophisticated for them. It's true. Birth to earth. Sperm to worm. I now, here's another Tony song. I think this one also made your cut list, too. He's just said, I don't want to go. But, but let me sing a song stuff. about how something good's going to happen. Well, I think it's not played right here. The trick with this song is you play it as a peppa. Like a, if he's reluctant to go, then he needs this song to kind of jazz him up, you know, like rev him up. Like, and the music's written in such a soliloquy way where it's like, da-dun-dun. Where it's, am I ready to go? No, I'm ready to go. Then he's got to build himself, right? And the music builds, yeah. too. So I don't I just don't think it's directed right. Like, yeah. this needs to be a wanting song, but also, like, a pep-up song. Like, it's played too, da-da-da. It's played too croony. It needs to be less croony, more searching. I think is what the trick to the song is. I think there needs to be more struggle. Yeah. I mean, the lyrics Sondheim gives are struggle lyrics. Like, it's searching. This is not Sondheim's best work. Well, this was his <laughs> first big musical. Yeah. He's so much to He will even say it. Like, yeah. he will even say. Yeah. But it's schlocky. It's schlocky. Well, there's yeah. no struggle in it. Like, mm -hmm. Can't go from leaving a gang, being asked to come back into the gang, yeah, and then singing a song about how great it's going to be, yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Maybe I will get shot. <laughs> Don't spoil it. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like maybe tonight I'll be in a gang fight and yeah. it'll be terrible. Like, oh, that was a great transition into the dress shop. Yes. And now we have Natalie Wood and Rita Moreno. Love Rita Moreno. She's so good. And I mean, even Natalie Wood, who was very much browned, browned up for the part, she still does a very good job. She plays that innocence of Maria. Yeah, she does. But I'm happy that they got Rachel Ziegler to play the part now, who is Puerto Rican. Yeah. That like, yeah. Oh, Maudie. I mean, I mean, just look at Rita Moreno. She just has such confidence on screen, right? Like she, she has that natural draw to her that you watch her. Like she's just doing simple sewing, but it's you want to see what she's up to. I know she's like, great. Side eye. Talk about being specific and yeah. the beauty of it. <laughs> I will rip this to shreds. So good. So good. And also the fact that right away you're getting Anita's main color, which is purple. 
She's always yeah. in a purple, no matter what scene. Actually, there's one scene she's not in purple. But 99% of the film, she is in some type of purple outfit. She is, you're right. Which is a neat color, because if the jets are blue and the sharks are red... She's the in-between. She's the in-between character. Yeah. And Maria's color is white, with a hint of red. Which is very virginal. Virginal, but then also just that hint of the shark color coming in, right? So it's sweet. interesting to compare this to Romeo and Juliet because mm-hmm. Juliet really in that play has the balls yeah. seriously yeah. and like she's yeah. feisty knows what she wants. Maria doesn't. Maria's Maria's kind of, but well, she's not one that really. tries to stop the rumble. Right? She's the driving action of you have to go stop the rumble. You have to stop now. The look, fight. they're all wearing purple except for her, who's purple, who's red and white. Yeah. But it's interesting that they're wearing purple. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's such a great little thing of what am I? Cut glass? Like so good. So good. Like just the one liners that Rina Bruno gets. And this is another great transition. Very sixties though. <laughs> it's so sixties. But it works. It's psychedelic. Well, like, how else would you transition into the dance? Like, it's like this is right out of the stage show, too. That the stage show happens where Maria is on, she spins, then everybody else comes on around her and she disappears. And now for the best dance number of all time. It is. Okay, so this is where I go. This is where the prom messed up. Where you had football players doing backflips in their first song, which is not character specific. It looks cool. But it's not character specific. If you watch all these characters, their dances are very specific. Like you got action, very cool, down, grooving, right? Now I don't know if action would be able to do those moves either, but now this is great with anybody and the other guys, right? The gang. <laughs> baby john i know i love it that would be me at the dance it is very cool eh it is and even in these group shots it's still very specific what who's doing what move it's never generic and that's what i didn't like about the prom choreography was there was no build to the jocks and the other people accepting ariana debose and whatever Rather, like there was no bill like in that repressed group who's not accepting they shouldn't be doing backflips right off the top at their proposal it should the whole be choreography of that was terrible yeah it was very generic it was plant and bland this is great <laughs> our friend jill just commented she goes oh sweeney one. so cool <laughs> sweeney won oh jill sweeney did not win <laughs> no all right, here we go. This is great. The tension. And then Gladhinch. What's up? Oh my god, it's so weird that it's him. Yeah. What's his name? Gladhand? Yeah, but it's Aston. It's Adams. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I never knew. Oh my goodness, you're so right. Yeah, it's so I... fun. I was, I was thinking about Patty Duke today. Yes. And she married him. Right. 
Yes, so John Aston, father of Sean Aston. Aston, yeah. I never caught that. I uh, did a, a film shoot with, and we wheeled wheelchairs down the. That yeah. is too cute. I know it's cute. But look at even Krupke sitting on the side of the jets, right? Even he's chosen the side in this. Oh yeah, of course he has. Yeah. I never caught that was John Aston there. Oh my goodness. That is too yeah. funny now. That... And Gomez. Yeah, Gomez Adams. Oh my god. I've watched this how many times I've never caught who's playing Gladhead. Like I've always just kind of written him off as like a Gladhead. Nobody cares, but it's like well, no, he's the guy. glad hand. He's trying to be the good guy. Yeah. And bring people together. Yeah. He's the person who uh, is inclusive in all of this. Yes. But once again, he's doing Genuinely it in a very schmaltzy inclusive. way that you can see why teenagers would not like him. Well, because he's a pushover. Nice yeah. people usually are. Yeah. This is great. But once again, very specific that Riff comes out. Bernardo's going to come out and they're going to signal to the gang, right? It's very specific. Once again, Bernardo doesn't move until he knows it's okay to move. It's like the I'm reaching for my my driver's license, right? It's that I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm going to be very direct in how I move here. I'm not going to make a sudden move here. I'm not going to make that choice. The power is so interesting with that snap, right? Right. And then they change... And do a different snap in this, yeah. which is much, it's so different. Mm -hmm. It's the heartbeat. Yeah. It goes from the hate to the heartbeat in yeah. one song. It's very good. This is so great. And then, the, I mean, just the choreography that they, the two leaders end up with their two different partners. It's so great. And then here we go. And just the crossover, like Robbins is genius. Like he's Hannah. Is this what your school dances are going to be like? No. Autumn could be glad hand in that situation. Comes Tony. Yeah. And once again, Tony's got the riff jacket on, right? That see it that beigey, ugly yellow color. Don't know why they chose that color for Riff and Tony. Ice has the same jacket too. You know, the other thing I like about the choreography in this mm -hmm. is that everyone has their own interpretation yeah. of the dance. Right? Like, there's nothing generic about it. Mm -hmm. It's character specific and this is what needs to it's happen. so in specific. Musicals. In musicals in general, it's, it, it, it's when you choreograph it is character specific. It's the fact that Peter Gennaro choreographed the Sharks and Drew Robbins did the Jets. You can tell that there are two different people choreographing it's so different. And I mean, as you said, the Jets are up. Like they are up. <laughs> they are taking over the space. They're spreading. Sharks are very angular and very precise. They're also goofy. Yes. The Jets are goofy. They are. There's nothing sexual. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, they're grossly immature. Yeah. <laughs> and that is where the sharks are different. They're very mature in their dance. Like, in their relation to each yes. other. In their groundedness in their hips. Like, look at this. It's like... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, once again, it's the whole thing of the Jets have a country, but no home. 
And the sharks have each other, but no country. So the sharks are so mature because they have to coalesce together and be this well, they are, they're, unit. They are each other's home. Exactly. The Jets, right? you said, they're their home is their, Yeah, Their home is in their identity, whereas yeah. the Jets mm-hmm. don't really have solid identity. They come exactly. from many different places. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And the trumpet music? Oh, so good. It's petulant, the trumpet. And then this is right out of the stage show as well. The, they all move back. Everything fades away. They change this in the new one, though, because it looks like in the new one they meet under the bleachers of the gym. Somehow. It's so simple. It's like the world stops, but people co- keep coming in and out of that yeah. blur, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. I so, love Natalie Wood. I wish she hadn't died. I know. She she actually was a great Gypsy Rose Lee in Gypsy. She was phenomenal. Yeah. She was a great was it was she was Kim and Bye Bye Birdie too. No, she wasn't. That was Anne Margaret. No, that was Anne Margaret, sorry. No, Natalie Wood, she was Miracle thirty fourth Street, Gypsy. She did a yeah, whole bunch, sure. but she was gone way too soon. Way too soon. Murdered. Yeah. Here it comes. Here comes yeah. the change of the snap. Oh, the favorite part of the dance. Love it. So good. So haunting. It floats. Yeah. If you look at Lavin technique, mm-hmm. he's taken and just totally gone from like this to float. Yeah. So good. It's beautiful. It's it, it's it's that whole thing of they're on the razor's edge. They're walking that fine line with each other. Apparently, these two actually didn't get along on set. They uh, it was notorious that they would go to their trailers and wouldn't talk. Then they get caught to set and run the scene. You're kidding. Well, see, people think it was Hollywood and then uh, <coughs> didn't like him. A lot more people now have just attributed to you that Natalie Wood was the star of the show and she just had that air about her that I am the the A-list of the group. Because all these actors were not A-list. They were like New York dancers. They weren't big. Oh, that's too bad. But like she just had this kind of air about her. And I guess Richard Beamer also had a bit of an air about him too. They just never really connected off screen. But on screen, they're dynamic. You can see why they fall for each other. It's beautiful. Well, they're good actors then. They are extremely good actors. They are outstanding. I love the flashes of light. I've never noticed right? that before. Little balls of light. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And then the fact that the music changes once again, it's there's that petulant music coming back into the mix again with the horns. It's all coming back in again. The world is coming back into focus. Yeah. So smart. Like Bernstein writing this beautiful score. Just tell us the full story that you need to know. And then it picks up and it's great. Hands 
sister. Would you see he's one of them? Only <laughs> one thing they want to know what That's a lot. Let it tell me. Get away. She And once again, watching William Miranda in the back room, there her concern and her kind of annoyance look at George Securis is great. I know. Like she you see she's a mix of I agree this shouldn't have happened, but he's going a little bit too extreme here. He's gonna get us all in trouble. And Krupke's in the back talking to Baby John. Like, so much great background action in this moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chino. Yep. Poor Chino. He never gets a lot of love. He's always scared that people are like, he's not Tony, so we don't like him. And it's not Bernardo. Yeah. See, and then Bernardo lays it out. He doesn't want him. But Riff is going to escalate the problem. Because what else are they going to do? They're bored. Yeah. Like, think about it. Nothing's really happened. It's true. What were they fighting over? They were fighting yeah. over basketball or a yeah. trip. That was intentional. Over a bit of the playground. Yeah. I could have had a fight with a guy in the Starbucks drive-thru yesterday. I chose to stay in my car. That's good, Autumn. That's good. Hmm. I don't know if it was. <laughs> I would have liked to have shared a hug. Just said, you need some love. Oh. Here we go. Maria. Ah, oh, so good. Now, I love what Paul Nolan when I saw the Stratford did. Because he started soft like this, but then he ended up like really skidding across stage with excitement. Like he just built a such an exuberance and lust for it that it just grew. This one doesn't grow. Like it's pretty, but they don't capture that escalation of energy that that cue change infers. Like it's so beautiful. Will never be the same. It's sweet. It is sweet. It's Maria, very sweet. But his body's not engaged. Well, yeah, because when they were filming, they only had a board stuck to his stomach so they could get the right distance from camera to him. So, like, he's watching his walking. And now like, here he's much better. Up. He's more natural. But then when you're up close, he's, like, stuck in this... You have to walk this fast. If you're in love, this is not how you act. No. Well, once again, you do Paul Nolan. You skid across it. You flip off a lamppost. You you cover the stage. Your excitement is big. He just doesn't get the excitement. And I don't know if that's because they were on film. Climb the fence. Climb the yeah. fence. Yeah. On this high note. Like a like cat. Yeah, shut it from the rooftop. Yeah. Oh, he grabbed the fence. <laughs> Not the same. This is very cathedral esque. Yeah. Once again, this was written to be sung in a church, right? Because originally it was yeah. kind of Catholics versus Jews. So when they originally wrote this song, it was supposed to be the echo was supposed to be the church sound, right? And then yeah. they just took it outside. There. Let's not yeah. go into the religious side implications yeah. of this. this yeah. Yes. Let's not get Autumn on that. On You'll that. lose me on that one. Yeah. yeah. 
But I mean, once again, this song, one performed right. It could be stunning and beautiful. It is a beautiful song. I just find it very pastoral. Yeah. But I do have to, I do want to say that the lighting of this shot, amazing. Mm -hmm. Like it looks like he's in a cathedral based on the street. I love it. I love it. And I love with her drapes. Yes. Also that glass door there with all that, with the different colors on it. Great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Once again, Rita Moreno just gained the last line. It's so good. Of course. She's like, I'll talk to her. It's fine. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, it's better. We're so much better. Any better than she does. There we go. Yeah. Sibling, right? Yeah. But, oh, so good. Like she's American. She makes a great point. She does. And how do you assimilate in a yeah. new place? Yeah. How do you even begin to bridge that gap? That's well, so. Hard. Anita does it right. I mean, Anita goes, "What's this thing of your skull or your accent?" Like she's calling it. Like she's embracing the American kind of ribbing that happens, right? But think about all the ways that we need, like people need to assimilate when they come to a new place. Yeah. Like the food, the language, the, just the culture, like the way that they walk through the world. Yeah. So difficult. We forget. Yeah. And how much of their culture do they have to get rid of to, to assimilate? Yes. We call ourselves a melting pot, but Tony Kushner nailed it when he said a melting pot where nothing melts. Yep. And I also like the fact that Bernardo uses racial slurs against Tony in his Polish background. So showing that every group does this type of talking. It's not just one. It's everybody it's about creating the otherness so you yeah. have some kind of authority, right? Yeah. And I understand it. It's based on that dynamic of being the underdog all the time. Yes. And that's how we lash out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It just goes back to the point that we are mammals. Yep. And unfortunately, I, you know, it leaves me in a state of crisis to go, can we, is change possible knowing that we are animals? Yeah. Or is that against our instinct? Should we have this coherent she brain? She changed her name. Dissect and empathize. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird. Yeah. It's once weird. An, once an immigrant, always an immigrant. There is a, there's a true statement. Oh, no. Akinita makes great arguments in this song. She's so smart. She's so smart. Let's back in the <laughs> so, yeah. And what's great is that when they did this new version, because in the stage show it's Anita and Rosalia, right? Yeah. Is that they made it less about insulting Puerto Rico and yeah. more about insulting America of the American culture that they've yeah. moved into. Yeah. And look, just the choreography with the way she moves her skirt, it's very Anita. Right yeah. off the top, it's setting this is her priority. Like, this is her. Yeah. This, Maria would never dance like this. There we go. I can't wait to see this version now with Ariana DeBose. I know. 
it's the fact that it's going to be out in the city, it's going to be in the bigger community are going to be enjoying this, shows that everybody's going to participate in this song, in this community, not just the gang. Yeah, smart. <laughs> what have you got to keep clean? <laughs> it's interesting after watching Rags, right? Right? Listen. Exactly. It's interesting to do this as a male-female song and the females being more progressive. Yes. Once again, but showing in the men being more traditional and holding yeah. to that, mm-hmm. you know, home mm-hmm. and that patriarchal look at what that is, right? Exactly. Life is alright in America if you're alright right in America. If you're all white in America. Yeah. Now we got more dancing. Like, so good. Once again, very masculine, very almost matadorish in what they're doing. Yeah, it's a, it's awesome. Like, this is so good. Like, just what I'm just going Rita Moreno killing it here. This is great. Slap, slap. Kick, kick. What's interesting because they do that little minuet. Yes. Is more feminine and then yeah. it like slaps you in the face. Right? Almost like a warning. Yeah. Don't be too feminine. No? No, it's not that. It's like, ladies. Yeah. It's going to come back to bite. Which, once again, it sets up a need for that greater fall that we're going to see later on in, in this. Well, it also it also just shows that the patriarchy is alive and well and living. True, that too. At this time in New York. Yeah. <sighs> Love the but skirts. Shouldn't be. Yeah. Well, Nita's the once again, Nita's the smartest. She knows what needs to happen in order for everybody to progress and move forward. She knows well, what she needs to be done. Point. Like we are here now. Yeah. We are going to survive. Yeah. We have to have some kind of assimilation. Yes. And what does that look like? You have to go to the dominant in assimilation, right? Exactly. Which sucks. It shouldn't be that way. It should yeah. be a melting pot where things melt. But you pointed out, it's smart. Yeah. I know about you can get on. <laughs> so great. Once again, the last line, she gets that last button. And just the antagonism between them. It's so great. <laughs> like you can see why George Shakiris and, and Rita Moreno won their Oscars. Yeah. The best supporting actors and actresses in this film. They are the best of this film. When you watch them, you just want more Nita and Bernardo. Like, I would love a Bernardo Anita sequel. Right? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. But like almost a prequel. Like yeah. how did you get from where yeah. from Puerto Rico to here? Yes. What do you carry with you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more team sharp. I agree. Me too. Say. Because there's purpose. There's yeah. absolute purpose. Yes. I can't stand the purposelessness yes. of the Jets. Yeah. 
It's kind of like our friends from Rent. Yeah. The world owes me something. No, they exactly. don't. Exactly. It's like Romeo. Yeah. That's why I like Mercutio, because Mercutio goes out and he fights in battles and he... Yeah. You know, well, it's not his fight, but he'll go and fight for his friend. No. Yeah. <laughs> this is beautiful. The silhouette shot they do. It's almost like that little secret conversation you have in the dark with your partner. It's so beautiful. It would be great if, like, for your students on, you just gave them the lyrics for this scene and just said, stage a scene with this argument. Yeah. Like, you could usually take the music out and it would still work. That was great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bernardo beat Anita in the argument. Did he, though? Well, he goes, like, if you want me to be an American, I have to go do these American things. I have to go have the war council. You want me to be an American, don't you? And this is what I have to do. Yeah. Just because I don't have him, have him at back home means here I have to go do this. This is what I have to do. Yeah. And Anita has response because she said, be American. And he's like, I'm going to go be American. I'm going to go have a war council. Off I go. Like you said, women don't have a voice in Puerto at home. Yes. And said, in America, men don't have war councils. Yep. Which is interesting, yeah. right? They don't have war councils. So it's interesting that this is the way they had to find mm -hmm. their voice. Yeah. Oh, right? here comes your number one song. Oh, I love it. It's such a good balcony scene. Like, I prefer this about Casino over Romeo and Juliet. I prefer this whole thing over Romeo and Juliet. Agreed. I want to, I'm so glad when they die at the end of yeah. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. It's a blessing. I'm like, ugh, goodness. Because yeah. we got talking about this the other day, the teenage cycle and how yes. it's not interesting. It is. Because it's me time, right? It's yeah. me trying to figure out the world. Yeah. But this is structurally talking about way bigger things. Yes. Right? That's why I prefer the sharks because the jets are, and that's why I prefer Tony yeah. over Romeo. Yes. Apparently, it's just beautiful. Apparently, in the new version, we actually get to meet the parent of, Ani of yeah. Maria and Bernardo because they were given a last name in this new version. They are Vasquez, so they're given a family name now, which I hoping means. That we will get to meet the parents, maybe briefly, maybe as a cameo, because I know Andrea Burns, who's done Maria a long time on tour, like she's a big Broadway actress in the Heights. But she um, it's sublime. It's just sublime. Yeah. Huh? Sarah played this song in school. Hold on. Really? My favorite part of the song. Yeah. yeah. Me, but Marie. Every sight that I see is Maria. Perfect. And to think Sondheim calls the song Too Purple. Too Purple? Too Purple. He goes, he goes, Maria would not talk like this. She is someone who's still learning English. She would not speak about shoot stars and shooting moons. It's too sophisticated. It should be simpler. It should be character based. Yeah. But, but person goes, 
yeah, but Marcin goes, it's romance. So you're going into a bigger world, right? In romance, you can expand. I mean, it's very unlikely that they would have fallen in love at a dance anyway. True. So let's just go, let, we have to go into the realms of imagination for yes. this one. So the purple is okay because yeah. it's heightened. It's heightened text. It's based on it Romeo. Based on Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Once again, like this, this song shows the Shakespearean quality of yeah. this musical. Well, it needed a balcony scene. Yeah. And it's kind of perfect to set in New York with the fire escapes. It's great. Yeah. So smart. Mm-hmm. I also like that it shifts class. Yes. And it's a it's real story class. rather yeah, than working class. Who cares? Who cares if you're gone in a state and you're, I don't care. There's no struggle in that. There's no struggle. Your parents are warring for no reason. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. I also like the big height difference that like, they have with each other. Like, it's huge. I really hate the staging of this, though. And I hope well, Spielberg the, does the soft learning. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a bit boring. I find Tony boring. Yeah. It he is, doesn't even... Yeah. It's like, okay, now you will stand and hold her arms. <laughs> yeah. But Natalie Wood says everything in her eyes, right? She does. She does. Now, question. So this movie was dubbed. You have Marnie Nixon dubbing Natalie Wood. And you got Betty Wand, who dubbed Rita Moreno in a few songs. No, so, really? Yeah. Ooh. Rita Moreno doesn't sing A Boy Like That. And she doesn't sing the last note in the Tonight Quintet. Why? Can she not? Really, well, Rita Moreno couldn't hit the low notes on A Boy Like That. And also she was sick when they were recording the Tonight Quintet. So they had Betty Wand come in and do the last note for Anita there. But what do you think of dubbing in like these older movie musicals? Because what's nice about the dubbing is you get people who actually can sing. Like imagine how much better Les Mis would have been if they had dubbed Russell Crowe or Pierce Brosnan and Mamma Mia. Wait, here's the point. Here's mm-hmm. the point. Mm-hmm. Why? Would just hire the actors who can sing. Period. Yeah, but they don't sell. Like the whole thing about Kyler and Natalie Wood is that she can sing. Or sorry, she or sorry, she's the name. People come to see Natalie Wood, just like people come to see Meryl Streep as Donna and Meryl Streep can sing. Meryl yeah. Streep can actually sing. True. So can Anna Kendrick. So can yeah. oh my god, James Corden. I yes, can't believe can. I just said that. But he can. Yep. Like, so find people that can do the job. Yeah. But she looks pretty. Like, it looks like her singing, so I'm yes. not going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marty Nixon definitely captured the voice and paired it with Natalie Wood. But she actually looks like she's singing, like she's selling it, right? Well, well I told the story when we recorded the original episode was, they told Natalie Wood, because she recorded the songs, that they would use her voice for the movie. And then after they finished filming, they're like, yeah, actually, we're going to do this other actress, Marty Nixon, instead. So that's why Natalie would look so authentic because she thinks she's singing. Like, do you think this is going to be the take? This is me. And then they pull the fast one and put Bernie Nixon in. Apparently she was not happy about that. I wouldn't be. But apparently, you, but you can go on YouTube and you can hear her sing. And she actually sounds a lot like a Cypher, which is 
okay, but when it, you have this type of score, you need like a Martin Nixon who can hit those this big is, opera this Opera, man. Like, this is the music in this. Is Bernstein is not right for the amateur singer. No, well, well, it's, it's like, like Lemis, right? Lemis is an opera. Abba. Yeah. Yeah, well, Amanda Seyfried and Eddie Romain, they should never have been singing those roles. It was yes. a, a travesty. Yeah. And we won't even mention Russell. We're not even talking mm-hmm. about Les Mis right now, Mackenzie. <laughs> no. We are never So this is that. great. I actually figured out who Captain Marvel is, because I've studied comic books now. So Captain Marvel is Shazam, and Rachel Ziegler, who's the new Maria, is starring in the new Shazam movie that she's filming right now. So there's a fun little... Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Fan- fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that's an insult. And she's such a fascinating character anybody is. Like, she's not developed enough that I think you could go more with her, but she's a fascinating character. They, it's interesting could they interest, it's interesting they made a character of anybody's for this. I know. Like, it's... Like, why would they make this character? Like, in the late 50s, I wouldn't think they would want a character like anybody's on stage. Like, it wasn't a thing people were interested there, in. You gotta, you gotta remember, musical theater caters and gives voice to otherness. True. That is what you, all, there is no musical yeah. out there that is not about the celebration of otherness. Yeah. So this is just another way of celebrating otherness, right? True. <laughs> Velma and Graziella. <laughs> so funny. I like that there's a female perspective in this that yes. counters these two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because well, that's what's weird about anybody's. Anybody's does have an important plot. I mean, she also is one that finds Tony and the gun. So they do make oh, plot points out of her. Yeah, she just needs more, right? Yeah. But she's also, she's kind of like the fool. Yes. Right? Yes. Kind of like Anita, yeah. in a way. Yeah, exactly. She's the counter for Anita. Yes. On that side. Yeah, just they don't give her the Anita stuff they need to give her. To no. Gi- to give her the perspective. Sir. No, it's just too bad. It is too bad. We're just standing around here for a block on the side. <laughs> Crutchy. Such a bad environment. We don't get no Oh, it's I love how much they're playing the cop. Like it's like it shows how smart they are to manipulate him. Yeah. They know how to manipulate him. They're not stupid. No, jets are not stupid. No, they're not they're definitely not stupid. They just know Yeah. They know how to collectively Yeah. Collectively, you know, mess with the system. Okay, now here we go. So this is a big change from the stage show, which is, at this point, this is being where the song Cool would show up. Mm-hmm. And now they've given it to G-Officer Krupke. Yeah. Which I don't like here. I think it undermines what the song G-Officer Krupke is all about. Which, as you said, when you put it this early, it, gives, it justifies their actions. Versus in Act 2, when it's saying, you want us to be the monster, we'll be the monster that you want us to be. Cool is so much more cooler at this point of the story, right? It's all about the. They're getting ready for a war council. You have to be cool. Exactly. I mean, rest table does. I'm surprised of it here because they're petulant. They are petulant. 
And I mean, like, as Sondheim says, the reason why he advocated for them to move it here is because he goes, I don't think people on the run after two murders would start singing this song in an alley. Cool is a much more common song you would find. But what I think if you direct Drops of Cup right after it that. It loses moment. its character power here. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, we're bad boys. Yeah. Right? Whereas later on, it's them really reflecting. Yes. On, exactly. You no, know, look at what choice did I have? Exactly. It's It can't do that here because it's too soon. Yeah. Nothing crucial has happened in the plot point yeah. to warrant that kind of thought development. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Like, it is funny. Like, and the, and the fact the song was supposed to be in Candy, but then they cut it from Candy and put it in West Side. And this was the one song where Bernstein showed up with the melody ahead of time and said, Sometime you have to write to this melody. It doesn't really make sense here. Right? It, it doesn't fit. It, I, I get, it's like, random. It's like, yeah, like it doesn't have that drive. Like America has a reason to be sung where it needs to be sung. Here it's like, okay. Well, yeah, she's like, she's in America. She's like, yeah. You know, what are you doing? Exactly. exactly. Here it's like, you're right. It's like them just being perpetual kids. We're showing what we do. Yeah. It, it do you know what's funny, though? Like, they, he says, my sister has a mustache. My, my brother, brother wears a dress. dress. No wonder I'm a mess. Yeah. It's so interesting how I'm wondering if they're going to change that lyric for this version. They may. Or if they're going they, to they leave have. it because it is a sign of the times. It, and yeah, homosexuality was very illegal at this point. Yes. Very illegal. Mm-hmm. Stonewall yeah. riots didn't happened until 68 69 right we're about a decade off but the idea of not being able to figure out like yourself because of your siblings gender issues (laughs) this is the coolest choreography right here when he does this backflip i love that so much i mean it just shows how broken the system is that they, the adults just don't know what to do with these kids. It's true. And he started one place and he ended right back up in the same place. Right? Yeah. He's crazy. Trouble is he stinks. And look at all the band-aids they're giving him. Yeah. Look at all the names. You are yep. this, 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 this. But no one's getting to the root of the problem. Yeah. Fellow with the social disease. Yeah, I think Kuna Sondheim is still alive so they can get him to rewrite lyrics and they need to. Like, he's the only one out of that original creative team that's still around. And he's the one yeah. you really need. Like, like, if you're going to change lines or anything, you need the Sondheim brain to kind of figure out what would be the best alternative. Sure. Now, this is the new... So, Doc is now going to be played by Rita Moreno. And she's playing this character, Valentina, who is the widow of what the character of Doc would have been. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So she's playing the bridge character once again, but she's going to be running the candy store. 
Interesting. Which I think is a great use of Rita Moreno. If you're going to bring her in. I do too, but it changes the dynamic again. Yes, it does. Because he's a father figure. Yeah. To Tony. He's not a, it's not a, it's not written as a mother figure. Right. But apparently Kushner's rewritten the part. What's that? I said apparently Kushner's rewritten the part to fit Rita Moreno. So it's not just a quick gender swap. They've redone the character entirely. I know, but it changes the structure of what that character is supposed right, to be. Right, because he's supposed to be Friar Lawrence. Like, Doc is the Friar Lawrence character, right? Who's like the uncle or the paternal figure for Romeo. Paternal. Paternal, yeah. Not maternal. Yeah. Which is why I think they gave Rita Moreno the song somewhere to sing. Like we hear in the trailer, because I think, if I'm hoping they do it right, where she will be the one to sing the song in the movie. Once yeah. again, kind of that maternal energy she's going to bring to the part. This is great with anybody's stuff. <laughs> and look, there's Tony scratched into the wall in the background as well, like just setting up that this is their place. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody's got to shove everybody out. <laughs> so There's good. Something about wanting to belong somewhere and yeah. because of gender... Being alienated, yeah. we're still in that. We're still in that system. Yes, we are. And <sighs> don't get out on this crisis. <laughs> no, don't go down. Don't go down this road. Yeah. Another great scene here. And if you notice, action is on Riff's right, and it's often said your best lieutenant, your most loyal companion would be on your right side. Yep. <coughs> yep. And once again, this whole scene shows that what happens once Bernardo and Riff are removed from the situation, there's nobody now to hold back either side. There's no control, right? It's the letting the dogs off the leash. Once That's right. Away. And Tony shows up. Weapons. Weapons. You come. Your challenge. This is so great. But the intensity of this one, the fact they didn't underscore it, it's just plain dialogue. There's no music. Bats, gloves, chains, files, knives, guns. Arthur Lawrence was such a good buck for this. It is good. <laughs> Not even garbage. <laughs> now this is where we get into the whole thing of immigrate, like immigration. The fact that he doesn't understand. What he just agreed to. Riff does, though. Riff just caught the loophole. Because Bernardo thinks I'll fight Tony, but Riff knows that he, because Tony said, my, uh, the best man, right? So this once again underlines that language barrier. 
that Rift now uses to his advantage. Right? So right there, there's that. Once again, showing the power dynamic of this. So smart. Now this scene is so timely. What's going to happen here? Oh yeah. And even like if you listen to the background of like, do you want a cigarette, Bernardo? And Bernardo was like, I don't smoke. So it's like the fact that they're putting on this facade, but under the facade, like they don't know each other. They're not connecting. It's so smart. He's so patronizing. You just hate Lieutenant Shrank. I'm the village idiot. I'm the fool. He's the best day. Nah. Or the Friar Lawrence, in this case. No, Friar Lawrence is too involved. And once again, Lieutenant Shrake knows what needs to be said to get them going. He knows how to play the system. He knows what needs to be said. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah, sure, I know. It's a free country, and I ain't got the right. But I got a badge. There's a line that's still freaking terrible. Once again, that snap, that authoritative oh it's such a command right mm -hmm. let's go it's like when you call a waiter in the old days yeah. when you waiter yeah check please it's like a come yeah you do it to a dog i yeah. hate it yeah i hate it yeah but they do it to each other so how much respect and how well do they know each other really yeah Now he's more racist than they are. Like, oh yeah. Come on, baby, Like, system is terrible. Yeah, which is why when Action says his line later, of, "We didn't make it, Doc." But it's not the. It's he's just one bad dude yes. in the system, right? Yes. I mean, we see Gladhand, who's good. Yeah, but Gladhand is not in this system. No. But there are a lot of really great cops in the there system. Are. It's the system itself, which is broken. Yes. It, irreparably at this yeah. point. Like it's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's amazing if you look at it, if you look at systems that are present in this musical, yeah. the other big system that formulates these men mm -hmm. And they sh they all share it. Mm -hmm. They do. What is that? What? Class. No, no. System. What is the oh. other system? They're pretty much probably all Catholic. Yes. Yeah, the Jets so would be, for they're, sure. They're, and the coming from, they're coming from a system that feeds and feeds people fear and mm -hmm. hate. Mm-hmm. So they keep coming back to be forgiven. It's this, yeah. that is the cycle to be forgiven. 
and bring money with them for that forgiveness. Yeah. So that's how it perpetuates. And it's based on hierarchy. Yeah. It's based on, you know, something bigger than you. Yeah. You know, well, if you do this, you all will be okay. Yeah. But it's very present in this whole musical. Yeah. The Catholic overtones are, are very predominant. Yeah. So well, once again, this was supposed to be East Side Story, right? Catholics versus Jews. Basically, well, all they did was they swapped out the overt Catholic Jewish overtone and just went immigrant versus non-immigrant. It's interesting that it almost doesn't work as well. Yeah. Because they do share Catholicism. They do. And in the Lower East Side at that time, that was something huge. It's amazing what divides people. I don't... Right. True words, Doc. True words. Maria. Right? But it's, it's like him hearing the song in his head, right? It's there Tony it is. walking away. Yeah. He's walking away and he's feeling the joy. I mean, in the original version. But he's going to go fight her brother. Yeah. yeah. Well, once he doesn't think he's going to go fight, right? Because the original thing is best man versus best man. One fist fight. It's going to end all this quarrel. Maria's going to be the one that's going to screw that up by saying you have to go stop the entire fight. Which sends Tony back into the fray. Meanwhile, I don't think Tony was going to show up. I mean, in the stage show, they have him show up right away. But it's Maria that sends him to that. Okay, I'm going to... Intermission. uh, I'm going to take a little intermission. I'll be right back. All right, let it keep playing. I'm leave my TV on here. All right. I'm muting myself, though. Okay. Hello, friends, if you're... Still here? We got one viewer who has stayed the whole time. Oh, we're back. I'm going to pause my movie. So yes, we've just finished Act 1 of this epic film. We hope you're enjoying yourselves. Yes, it's been a fun time so far. I know we're Autumn and I are having a good combo. Hope you are too. This is the Entourage. If you need a pee break, now was the good time to go get it. Wonderful boy. Let's see what our friends are saying. Perfect timing, Autumn. The over the contract is just ending. The Entourage. I'm on I Feel Pretty. Oh. My thing had an Entourage in it. Oh, no. I'm in the middle of I Feel Pretty. That's why I went to the bathroom, because I hate this song. 
I gotta find where you are now. I thought you had an aunt to act like me. She's going through all the undergarments, the twelve. Right. She's wearing a crown. She's wearing pink. She's got a speech. She's like, I feel pretty. Yeah. She's pretty and witty and gay. Just like me. <laughs> I thought you were joking when you said the entourage. I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel pretty as an entourage. No, in the movie, that's where the act would break. Oh, no, no. Yeah, so in the stage show, it doesn't end with the rumble. Which I always wondered why they made it so early. So fun. And now we get to meet Madame Lucia, the one adult that we get to see in this world besides Gleason Gladhated Doc, who we don't see in the stage show. We never get to meet Madame Lucia. No. I love that Anita oh, was still in her purple. Anita was not involved in the "I Feel Pretty" song. Yeah, well, she shouldn't be. It's not Anita's song. It's too. It's too immature. Anita's too mature for that. She was there. She was there. But I'm glad that she wasn't in that song. Yeah. <laughs> he is not a good or Maria is not a good liar black <laughs> orchid sounds very perfumey yes once again it's showing Anita's maturity that she is in this sexual relationship with Bernardo that they do have that side to them This is a good question. And she's right. Like they got to get rid of something quick. Yeah. They're bored and they're angry at the world. That's right. But they're but angry at the world because they're bored. Yeah. That's and not good. It doesn't cost her don't like for Anita. They're, that she's they're tired of not being able to climb through the yeah. system. Yeah. Like they see the futility in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean at this time? Mm -hmm. Yes. She's right. But what's great about Anita is she doesn't rat them out. She doesn't stop nope. them, but she goes, she goes, you guys are playing with fire here. I don't like her costume, though. Like, Anita's colors is purple, and yet she's in this orange. 
which I don't yeah. particularly like. I, I, they should either hide her in like a red or a purple is her colors. Well, it was, I think it's a work uniform. Potentially, yeah. Because Maria's, Maria's got a similar. Yeah. No. Yes. See, Tony wasn't going to go. But Maria freaks it all up. She bucks it all up, as Reed would say. By sending Tony to go deal with this. And it's like, don't send Tony. But it, it once again, just... Maria kind of bugs me. Romeo bugs me. Yeah. It's like they don't understand the world. Like they're purposely yeah. put on there to be innocent. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she was protected, but she was well, she's so been here a month. She's been here a month and lived in the dress shop and gone home and sat at home at night. Yeah, but so she doesn't know the bigger world. The journey, but the journey itself, mm -hmm. she would know something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Yeah. Yeah. All right, I now just we're gonna think the song I don't like. I I do like this first part with the dresses. I do find this cute. <laughs> That's a nice thing to say about your mother, Tony. <laughs> got church there you go autumn you're right if he goes to church papa might like you mm -hmm. so in that way it is a unifier yeah but we, they don't talk about that like no. that's whereas if it were east side stories it would be would, a very different story also, what's neat is that Tony's dad's not in the picture. He mentions his mother, but not his father. Meanwhile, Maria's got both her parents, plus her brother and Anita. Once again, furthering that the Jets have the country, but no home. The Sharks have the family. Well, Tony's had to be the man, right? Yeah, so where exactly. did his father go? I think he maybe may have gone to prison. Maybe, or maybe he fought in the war and never came back. True. Yeah, this would be right after World War II. Mm -hmm. I hate this song. It's so, it grinds it all to a halt. Like you're driving toward the rumble, but then you're going to stop for this Bernstein cut candy They're talking song. about their parents and their, their marriage. It's a beautiful song. Come on. It is a gorgeous song, but what I would do is I would restructure the scene where they do the dress shop stuff first, and then as they're going along having fun, then Maria asks the question of, are you going to the Rumble? And then that changes it to, I'm not going, you gotta go, okay, I'm going. End of the scene. Or maybe she asks, and then mm -hmm. before he goes, they sing this song. Well, that's what's happened here. But... <sighs> No, it has to be restructured. Yeah. But it has to be like they're not yeah. having a fake wedding. It's yeah. like, no, let's make this blood vow now. Right. Let's cut our, you know, here. Yeah. 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 It lacks agency in the song. This is kind of like Jofferson Krupke, where it's there, it's cute, but it, yeah. it's not cute. Driving. It's beautiful and it could have purpose, but it has no drive the way they've done it. Yeah. 
Like, it feels like a random number before the Rumble. It's like, or even the Tonight Quintet. Like, it, like there's no stakes. The air drops out. Yes. But if, you know, he's going to go and she stops right. him and says, oh, wait, what if something happens to you? And he says, no, here, hold this, have this. Right. As keeper of me. Yeah. And then only death will part us now. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know. That would make more sense. Make. But give agency. And then he goes to go again and she stops him again. Like right. there's, there needs to be an ur- a sense of urgency to it. Yes. Like here's so and pastoral. You know what I, do you know what I hate about the, some of the shots in this musical? What? Is they're doing it as if they're on stage. They're cheating out. Yes. And I'm like, guys, you're on film. You don't need to do that. Yes. yes. Which is great. Robert Wise, who directed this, after Jerome Robbins was fired and left the picture, he was the cinematographer for Citizen Kane. So it's not like he doesn't know how to shoot dynamic shots. No, some of the shots are beautiful. I just just don't think he knows how to maybe direct yeah. actors yeah. other than Orson Welles who can basically direct himself. True. Like these are young people at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean that shot there with the light coming down. It is very beautiful. But see, look, it's so jarring now when the rumble or the quintet starts. But it's like that transition needs to be better. Yeah. Like, great action. This is like the One Day More Before One Day More showed up on the scene. Yeah. Oh, those look like the doors from Cruella. <laughs> I still haven't watched Cruella yet. I gotta watch that. Oh, it's very good. I loved it. Okay, I'll have to watch it. You're gonna hate it. Oh, but Ryan a- Brockovich, our friend Ryan, just coming to sing Susan Kane isn't a musical, though. Correct. So, Robert Wise knows how to direct a regular, but trying to direct a musical, it's tough. You have to know how to direct a musical on screen. And it's not easy. Well, no, I think, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think the like, formula is good. This is dynamic. But you're also it. dealing with young actors. You're yeah. also dealing, like the moments I'm talking about are the moments that are, yeah. like should be relational, right? Yeah. And like Citizen Kane also is slightly performative. It is. So. Yeah. This shouldn't be like that, yeah. and maybe therein lies the problem. Yeah, like it's very performative, Citizen yeah. Kane. So yeah. this is, this can mm-hmm. be. It has a certain aesthetic. Yeah, this is well, again, this, this is good. Slightly more naturalistic. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. you're in a you're in a transition period of musicals, mm-hmm. right? Where you are. We're going from almost naturalistic, realistic into naturalistic. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of, it's teeters. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what Spielberg does. I'm excited because you got Spielberg. Spielberg. It's Spielberg and he's also got his main cinematographer who did Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan. But like, let's look at Citizen Kane in comparison Mm -hmm. to something like Schindler's List. Yeah. Like there is an element of Mm -hmm. cinematography that is performative in both of those. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that makes its way into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this quartet. I think it's, it's genius. It's so good. It's so smart. So this is where in the original show, Riff and Tony are talking and it's like, and Riff is doing the, you're going to be there tonight. And Riff, Tony's saying, right. 
that they changed it to Ice and Riff, which makes more sense. If Tony's not going to yeah. show up, you have Ice and, and Riff do it. So we're yeah. going to see what they choose to do in the new version. Yeah. Oh, Nina. But once again, she's in purple. Like, she's going back to her original color. There's a lot of walking and singing shots. Like, I do like the way they cut this. Like, it is on the beats. So whenever they do transition to a new group, it doesn't feel so jarring. Such a hard piece of music to sing. Oh, it's so hard. This is such a hard shot to get right. Oh, here we go. Zaramba. Love now, that. the new show, it's a different thing. It looks like it's almost in like a salt storage spot. If you look at the trailer, you see the new rumble spot. It's like they open the bay doors under a highway. So it's almost like it's a storage area under the highway versus a fence, which I think is cool because they've actually got like the white coating on the floor. So when people move, you'll get the scuffs, which I think is a really neat concept. And so we'll see how but that There's one... Uh, some one company did it in like an under underground garage, and I'm like, that's hard because mm-hmm. you've got the you feel yeah. contained in like this yeah. pressure. I love that. Yeah, or in like an old train mm-hmm. like depot. Yeah, something like our subway depot would be great. Yeah. Once again, the jets showing up height wise, they're above. Right, sharks came in from the ground. It's such an outsider's. The, the Outsiders. Have you ever seen The Outsiders? No. Like an Outsiders poster. Did you see The Outsiders? No? <laughs> what? What's wrong with the pair of you? <laughs> I know the kids have never seen it. So this is set very similar to what they had in, in the 57 musical. If you look up the rumble yeah. from the 57 stage show, this is basically verbatim set yeah. piece. Now what's neat is so Jerome Robbins was fired right before they filmed this. And Robert Wise went into Robbins' office and said, on your typewriter, type out every beat that needs to happen in this scene, in this dance, because he needed to get the music right. So if you listen to the rehearsal track, it's really just the conductor counting the beats for the actors so they can hit the right That's moment. ridiculous. Why was Jerome's Robbins fired? Because he, he was being very difficult to work with. The Because he came in knowing what he wanted. And then he would start changing shots. So they went way over budget for um, the New York shoot. And then apparently he was, once again, Jerome Robbins was not a nice guy. To be honest, like, let's be frank. He was a bit of abusive. Like, nowadays, people would be speaking out against him. No matter how good of his work he was doing. So, ultimately, they got rid of him. He was removed. But Robert Wise did a good job. I mean, the fact they also have Bernardo, the guy who plays Bernardo played Riff. So, like, he's done this scene a number of times. So he would know how to do it, too. Okay, we're in the ultimate moment here. Yeah. So. <laughs> See, Bernardo, once again, it's pretty boy. Pretty boy, right? He's insult- like, they're showing both sides are just as petulant. No one side is better than the other. They're both just as bad in this moment. Well, he's also fighting for his sister. Yeah. Oh, Tony, Tony's willing to go to fight. Doesn't look like a fighter. Well, I think that's the point, right? He's gone. Tony's retired. 
He's trying. He is. He really is trying, and that's what I like more than in Romeo and Juliet, where like this type, this scene, this just oh look, they're into a battle. Oh look, Mercutio dies. The escalation of this moment is natural. Like yeah. Bernardo insults Tony, calls him a yellow belly, whatever. Oh, the bling of the right, the switchblade. Tony tries, man. He really he does. He really does. He really is trying to stop. But but as we know, Bernardo and Riff, they just got to get it out, right? You're not yep. going to stop them. Like they dance. Yeah. Like they need to get rid of something. Something out. Yeah. So good. This is great. Once again, the stakes in this, that Riff loses his knife. Yeah. Tony tries, man. He's trying freaking hard. Like, you gotta give it to Tony. He Like, he took Maria's words seriously to stop the fight. And once again, Bernardo taunting Rip, right? Like, yeah. It, it's like the shark slowly swimming towards its prey. And then Rip gets the upper hand. Gets him in the back. Yeah. Bernardo's off his pacing. Riff, Riff's actually yeah. about to kill him in this moment. And then this is such a better way to do this. Death and fruit. Less of Romeo getting in the way and it's more just a plain accident. Like it really is an accident. Bernardo, you can see right there, Bernardo does not mean to do this. And Tony's hurt. And so he stabs Bernardo. And see, once the two get it out of the way. I'll show how it, you know, it just shows how it. Yeah. What, once again, once the leaders are gone, now everybody gets off the leash. And the fact that they all went, this is going to be a fair fist where they all show up with weapons like chains and bars and switchblades. It's like they didn't trust each other. They came armed and ready. Like it was always going to end this oh, way. Yeah. Of course they did. Yeah. Of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> Get that last hit in there. It's it's so. And then like cockroaches, they <laughs> scatter. This is such a better way to end the first act is on this moment, versus the randomness of the film where they chose to end it after the war council. I'm like. No, you end after the rumble. Yeah. It's amazing how he switches sides here. Yeah. He, yeah, well, once again, he goes to Bernardo first. No, he went to Riff first. Does he go to Riff first? Yeah, he went to... The pain of that line. I do give it to this actor. He doesn't get a lot to say, but like what he does have to say is great. Oh, and of course, who shows up? Anybody's. The fool. Yeah. And she picks up the knife. Smart. She's yeah. not stupid. Mm -hmm. 
this can be done a little bit faster. Like the agency's running out here. And of course, the bell. Once again, the church bell. You're right, Autumn. Religion does have a part to play in this. How are our West Side Story novices doing? Oh, so will you get forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Our hand and reach shocked at the death. Ignorance bliss, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, that's Ignorance. what Maria is, right? Her bubble hasn't been popped yet. And now she's gallop a pace, you fiery-footed steeds. Mm-hmm. Towards Phoebus lodging. Yep. Yeah. Anita's kind of like the nurse a little bit. Well, right? Anita's the mix of the nurse and Lady Capulet, right? That's what she's yeah. supposed to be the representing. She's, she's Juliet's partner. Yeah. But Anita's so much better than the nurse Capulet. Like, leagues and bounds. They took that role and just really expanded it. Apparently, Jerome Robbins had a lot of fun choreographing this with Natalie Wood. They had a very collaborative relationship. Like, if they found something wasn't working, they would go back and redo it. Like, it does, like, once again, the music and the dance capture that blissful unawareness that she's feeling right now. It makes sense of why she's dancing this. Oh. Chino got home fast. Downstairs. Look at the door, says Nardo, right? So Bernardo's still in the scene. It's like Maria's closing the door on her innocence right there. There. Yep. It's bad. This Chino guy's actually pretty good. Like, he's doing the scene well. <coughs> oh, Maria let it slip. <laughs> the music here is a little bit too dramatic. <laughs> a boy like that. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So apparently, in the Spielberg version, from the trailers I've seen, we will get to see the scene that anybody sees about Chino getting the gun and going to hunt Tony. There is evidence in the trailer that we will get that scene. We oh, will get good. to see the scene. It won't just be anybody's telling us what she said. Yeah. That's good. Which is good because we lose Chino after this moment. We don't get to see him again to the end, I which know. has never made sense to me. You think they'd have at least one scene with Chino and the other sharks doing their plot, plotting. Yeah. Nope, Statue of Mother Mary. And of course, Tony shows up in the red light. Almost like blood. 
Oh, Hollywood is so good here. He's heartbreaking. I know. He did try. He tried really freaking hard. She can't lose everything in one night. Yep, exactly. But see, Tony's a good guy. He wants to go do the right thing. He wants to go to the police. It does. Yeah, we forget about Chino, really, don't we? He does. He disappears until he shows up at the very end. At the very end. I mean, we hear about him from people, but, but we don't also, see what he He's also in love with Maria. He is. Well, he's like, the Paris he's role, right? He's been promised yeah. to Maria. Exactly. Now, that's a little bit of a yeah. outdated thing. Oh, here comes one of my favorite songs. I know, Autumn, this made your other list when we did that when we did our West Side episode. Like it's beautiful. I like it here because he's it singing it. Sometimes yeah. it's a, an ephemeral person yes. singing it. After and the ballad, back. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't work once again, which I'm hoping like in the trailer we have Rita Moreno singing it. So I'm hoping That's a well, I don't know how they're going to have it staged. So I don't know if Maria, Rita Moreno singing it to either Tony and Maria or if she's singing it as they carry away Riff and Bernardo's bodies after the rumble and she's sitting in her shop watching. Hmm? I don't know. Let's yeah. see what I'm saying. Yeah. What's Sarah saying? Oh, no, Rita was just asking something. <laughs> oh, what's Rita wanting to know? Oh, he was. He was just wondering... He's wondering why other people are singing, why other people would sing this. Oh! Why would someone else sing this? Oh, because in the stage show, it's meant to be like an offstage ghost voice. I know, it doesn't make sense. Well, it works in the 1957, right? Because that was the ballad. That was right after Oklahoma, right? So you would have these other voices, these other people on stage singing this song. But it works better here, where it's Tony Maria singing as a comfort song. It's. I still don't like it. <laughs> I know it's you not. Don't. I'll tell you why. Because it's not desperate enough. He's just killed her brother. Yeah. It's a very fast turnaround to them we'll falling into make bed. Out. Well, we'll more than just make out. Little ditty. Yeah. And then we'll make out. Well, it's more than just make out that they're falling into autumn. They're gonna do it. Yeah, it's their wedding night. They're going to seal the deal. Exactly. But Mm -hmm. it's not, it's too nice. Yeah. Talk about purple. Yeah. It's a little purple. So maybe the ghost needs to sing it. I don't know. I just think it's a little schlocky. I don't think you need it. I think you do. You know what I think it is? It's an opera song. Well, once again, the song is written, it's supposed to come now because it comes back at the end. And you need to set the song up now so it's more tragic when they sing it at the end of the show. I think it could just be orchestrated if you want to do it that way. Yeah. 
I don't think you even need it at the end. I think two households, both alike in dignity. Oh, whoa, never was there <laughs> such a tragedy. Yeah. We got it. We watched it. We watched it unfold for three hours. Congrats. Yeah. This is a good scene, though, between yeah. A-Rob and, and Baby John, though. I'm yeah. liking this scene. Maybe they should sing it. Yeah, that'd be good. No, it'd be great if Baby John was alone on stage, hiding, and he sings it to himself, and then A-Rob pops in and interrupts like, the song. Yeah, like something like to comfort himself, like it's a yeah. lullaby, right? Yes. That, that would sense. work. I would like that. Meanwhile, Maria and Tony are freaking out on a balcony somewhere else. Yes. Do some Kushner cross staging. Yeah, you can have all the lights coming on, like people mm-hmm. cleaning their hands, like very Lady Macbeth. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to bring in the Shakespearean references. That would be good. And the Catholicism and the guilt. Yeah. Let's exercise it. Yeah. Well, big discussion. Big discussion yeah. time. Yeah. Let's play it cool. Well, or this is where Officer Krupke, well, because in the stage show, Officer Krupke almost catches them. And that's how they get his hat that they then use for Officer Krupke. So this is where they've changed it. And now it's so cool. This is where Krupke should have been. Yes. Well, this is where so, it works, right? In the state of panic mm-hmm. of trying to solve it, like, why are we such Yeah. Why are we such cleaners? Mm-hmm. Well, it's gotta be this. They make sense here. Yes. It doesn't exactly. it it lets them off the hook earlier. Yes. It gives them no trajectory. Maybe we're not supposed to have a trajectory, but I think we should give we them a should. Trajectory. I mean I mean Lawrence wrote it to have a trajectory. There's a reason why Josh Crappy shows up here in the story. It's meant to be a, as you said, a declaration of we are the monsters. We, like, we will be the monster you have labeled us as with the social disease. And then the yeah. next scene is them with Anita, right? So it's them declaring what they're going to go and do. Like, why did, why, why, why would they swap cool from where because, it was? It was originally where Krupke was. Correct. So it's because sometimes advocated when they were doing this. He always advocated when they were doing the 57th stage show too, that no, that he argued that no, no teenagers who have just watched two murders on a run or on the run would ever sing G officer Krupke. He called it too hokey for that moment. So he's always, so he always advocated for cool and Robbins and Lawrence and Burns. I wouldn't give it to him. And then when they did the movie version, Sondheim got his way. Now he goes, I don't know which way it should go, to be honest. I'm like, well, I know which way it should go. It should be Krupke here. The song was written for action to sing. It fits his character. And it fits that ADHD panic, right? Yeah, it has to be sung in a state of panic. Like, it's an oh crap moment. What have we done? Yeah, Who should we blame? Yeah, well, well, yeah, once again, yeah, yeah. It's who should we blame? It it's something minor... of their defense, right? If they're going to go talk to the cop, it's, well, what's our well, what's our defense story? What's our excuse? How are we going to get out of this? Yes. Like, this song is cool. Ha, cool. <laughs> but I, I never liked it. I, like, it's always I there. It's okay. I like, think it's, it's cool for the dance. The dancing right. is what makes the song. And the fact that the actor played... it's before the rumble. Yeah. Like the fact they added this character of Ice into the movie to sing this song, because they couldn't have action sing it, right? 
got a rocket in your pocket. <laughs> He's basically saying, put it away, boy. Yeah. Put it away. Yeah. So Jerome Robbins did actually have them, was actually on set for this. And he had them read it so many times. And they were so hot that the actor playing Davy John had pneumonia. And he fainted on set because they weren't getting it. And so the day they finished filming this scene, they all took their knee pads and burned them in front of Jerome Robbins' office as like a, as like a screwy Jerome Robbins for making it. But the fact that a lot of these actors were the stage actors, like they got a lot of the Broadway cast to come back and do this part because the movie music came out in 57. This is 61. So they would have filmed this in 60. So like they could still yeah. do the parts. I love action. He's my favorite. Mind you, it's because in the stage where he sings to your officer Krupke. Like, the dancing is fantastic. Oh, it's very Bob Fosse. There's something scary. Like, tight little wires are, I guess. Yeah. Right? Wine, wine, wine. Cow. It's them dancing to get something out. And I don't think they, like, I don't think they really realize their mm-hmm. actions like nope. the possibility of what could happen yeah they're going and to jail wonder, accessories to murder holding a gun realizes what could happen yeah or is it just you know people are so young they are young. well they don't understand what they've done right i mean to be honest if they get, uh, when they get caught, if they get caught, they're accessories to two murders. There's manslaughter charges. There's something, like, charges are coming their way. Yeah. They're not just going home. No, it's not going to end well. No. That's why this is so much better than Romeo and Juliet. It is. There's better stakes in this than Romeo and Juliet. The other thing about the Jets, which I find very interesting physically, is their mm-hmm. shoulders are always forward. Yes. Whereas the sharks are way more open. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool. Go. Crazy. I mean, this yeah. is Bernstein at his coolest with this fugue that he's written. Which, once yeah. again, in 57, this was very revolutionary sounding music. Like, this was unique. I mean, you think before this, we had Oklahoma and South Pacific. Nobody had written music like this before. Well, for musicals. Yes, for musicals. Right? Because you have people like Aaron Copeland who were yes. with writing music like this. Yes, but nobody had done it in on, on a musical stage. No. no so like that. that is what's neat about the song, too. I mean, and also the fact that they really are doing this dance. Like you can see the little sweat coming off these actors. Oh yeah, like, no, it's amazing. Like the intensity that they're giving this performance is incredible. Like this is Jerome Robbins at his finest. I guess perfection pays off. It really does. But to what end? Mm-hmm. Well, once again, if we were looking at Robbins today, we would all agree he was very abusive as a director. But look at, like, look at them there. The breath. Yeah. The breath in this moment is phenomenal. Well, they're hopping, right? You can see like they're pushing. But it's that, but yeah. they're also, like, mm-hmm. they're exhausted. Yeah. <clears throat> so maybe he needed to exhaust them to get them to this point. <laughs> I don't know. Pot, but potentially. 
Very methody, Jerome. It is very methody. Which we all, which you and I both are not big fans of the method. Well, it's not safe. No. Okay, so the ending is bad. Yeah. Like, they didn't need the power. It should have not ended. It should have been like, and it should have been just out of exhaustion, like this, now what? Yeah. That would have been a better, Yes. no button would have been better than the button. Any button. Oh, anybody's is back. Once again, she's important to the story. She's the one that is going to give them the critical information they need for the end of the show. She's the fool. What's the freak now? There you go. There's a statement. Even in, like, like even within the jest, they are othering one of them. So you see, we hear about Chino, but we don't. Like, why not just give Chino this scene where he's going to do it all, like, conversation on the roof? Or show us anybody sneaking around listening to the convo. Such a more dynamic way to do that scene versus third party afterwards yeah we should yeah we should have seen that moment which i'm glad spielberg it looks like they're giving them that moment because we see in the trailers the shot of the gym like the empty kind of wrestling gym and we see a person i've watched it later i'm like oh it's anybody's oh see ice gets anybody's well i think he's grateful yeah Oh, the authority mayor figure, right? Because we saw that those are vote. So the fact that the eyes are watching. Oh, Gino. Gino's going to get all of the jets. He's going to get all of them. Yes. I love Gino. Gino's. He's such an underrated character. He is like he's not. He wasn't given enough in the state. He wasn't given enough in the script. They should have given no. him more scenes to get not better understand his character. Oh, and we have the '60s version of waking up in bed together. The man is shirtless and the woman is in her nightgown. Rita Moreno, like just the way she walks in, and you can already feel the pain of what she's doing. And she's still in purple. She still has her purples. Oh, stop kissing. She's at the door. He killed your brother. Exactly. This is the one time I don't like dubbing is watch Rita Moreno's face and listen to the music. Daddy Juan didn't capture, because Rita Moreno says when she filmed this, it was almost like a growl as she sang that first part of the song. If you watch her face, it's more vicious and vindictive. And if you watch the singing, the singing is very operatic. It doesn't yeah. match emotionally. No. So yeah, just watch the moment. You'll see what I mean. So imposing that Anita's shadow is in the door there. Like, the outside world is just waiting to come in. They're living in their bubble for a few seconds longer. And the music is scary, too. So oh, that silent just out of my way. Oh, anybody's finds Tony. 
he modded Dean Happy. I hope they do the song in Spanish like they did on stage. See? The, the vocals are off. Like she looks so angry and growling and hurt. The music is too nice. Yeah, it should almost be spoken. Yes. Yeah, Rita Moreno's just been this I wish they would release the version she did. Just so we could hear what it would sound like. Because she is right. This Vocally for Anita, this is a very hard song. Like, it, like Chita Rivera had this song written for her vocal range. But it doesn't have to be pretty. pretty. It doesn't no, have to be pretty. It shouldn't be pretty. It's no. guttural. The anger and hurt that's supposed to be coming out here is guttural. Yeah. When she was he murdered your love. He murdered mine. Just wait and see. Just wait, Maria. Just wait and see. Ah, oh, Marty Nixon. See, she works. Marty Nixon works here. They match face and voice. So good, Rita Moreno. You can feel her anger and sadness. This was number three on my original top three list. Like, it's such a great conflict song. You get the arguments on both sides. But Anita's pretty wise. Like, she... Well, she comes over, right? She sees Maria's point. She concedes the truth of if you love someone, like, she loved Bernardo and like Tony loves Maria. There's nothing you can do. Love is love, right? Because love is love. Mm-hmm. It's she's blind though. It's so new. Yeah. That she doesn't see. Neither of them see the complications of dating the people that they've been dating. Yeah. And where does that leave them? Well, we know what's like, I feel like the women have no agency in. Ah. Well, it's, once again, it's Juliet and the nurse, right? This is the Juliet and the nurse scene. After Tybalt dies. That's what this is, the mirror scene, if you're looking at R&J. Yeah. yeah. But the lyrics are so beautiful. Not a thing I can do. One little fun fact about that bracelet Natalie Wood is wearing. She yeah. had sprained or broken her wrist, one of the two, early on, and so they had to bandage it. But to hide the bandage, they gave her a bracelet. And she no wore way. it every movie afterwards. So she always wore a bracelet on that wrist because of the damage that was done to her wrist. Oh. It was before this film that she damaged her wrist. Oh, okay. But they gave her the bracelet to hide the bandage. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like this, and also you can tell this was Sondheim came first here because the music is, while beautiful, it doesn't match what's being said. Like Sondheim clearly wrote these two monologues first and then Bernstein came, which is true. Like, like yeah. this was the one song that Sondheim got first di- stab at. Yes. I wonder what would have happened if Sondheim wrote the music for this. Probably very, what's the word I'm looking for? Like disjointed. It wouldn't be as melodic. It'd be very atonal. Probably be like pretty women. 
Yes. Actually, I could see it that way. Yeah. Be very interesting. Pretty women. See? Now, Anita, like, the fact that Anita and anybody are both in this important scene, but we never see the important scene. Right. It's like, we, why did we see that scene? The two fools were there watching. Oh. Who's at the door? Once again, Maria or Anita being mother hen, she protects Maria right away. Shrank just goes, he's going to go into her bedroom. Like, once again, showing his ignorance to the moment. Yeah. Like, he's doing his job investigating the murder. But the way he's doing it, like, he just went and grabbed her. Like, like I guarantee if he was talking to one of the Jets, he would be a lot gentler. I think if he was talking to a woman, he would assert his authority. Yes, this is the doom of Anita. This moment right here. She just has to say no. But she's brave. Are the new one, is the new one going to be bilingual? There's rumors that, there, that it might be, but we haven't heard confirmation. There was Isn't talk. Isn't it done shooting? It is done shooting, but I haven't heard whether or not they're going to do anything in Spanish. There was talk that there was going to be stuff, scenes done in Spanish. I would hope this it's moment's done in Spanish. Like that little combo between Anita and Maria, that should be done in Spanish. Because they would talk in Spanish if they're trying to hide something from Shrank. I think they would speak in Spanish the majority of the time. Yeah. I mean, that's what the revival did, right? The 2009 revival. Yeah. That that, uh, Luma Miranda helped translate. Much more interesting Mm -hmm. idea. Oh, the scene. The scene that's the the most tragic scene of the whole musical. Yeah. And the worst thing is, because I know it's coming, like my stomach is already like, I know. In knots, knowing like knowing what's going to show up in two seconds. Is anybody there when this happens? She is in the stage show, and she once again she plays into the mob, right? So we're going to see the mob mentality take over here. And of course, the jukebox has the America music playing on it, and the mambo music too. There it is. Yeah. And the fact that you notice because Ice isn't in the original stage show, they got rid of him for this scene, saying he's in the back alley. So once again, it comes back to action being the driver of the Jets post-riff. Action. Yeah. So see, anybody's is egging on the other Jets, right? She's giving them the comments, too. Well, it's just She's just become one of them. Yes. Like she's so fearless and like the fact she steps further into the fray. See, Shrank's please comes back. They're learning from their elders how to treat people. 
I wonder how they're going to do this scene in the new version because of how sensitive people are now. Like, like the language that's used in this scene is very harsh. So I wonder how, I hope they don't tone it down for the new version. I hope they keep it just as painful and cruel. Well, it's a sign of what happened during the times. Mm-hmm. Still happens. See, it's anybody who gives them that bit of info. Does Doc come in? He, oh, yeah, he does. Not yet, though. Apparently, Rita Moreno, she was assaulted when she was younger. So when they had to film this scene with her, she apparently broke down on set. Yeah. Because of how traumatic this was to film. I can't imagine. Poor baby John, too. I know, right? Oh, here's Doc. See, it's going to be great when when it's Rita Moreno doing this moment because it's what Anita saving another Anita, and she's never the same after this. Well, she doesn't tell him. No, well, once again, it's she's the reason Tony dies, but she's it's the reason why she says what she says. <laughs> what? Spoiler. Oh, spoiler. This was the scene that one Rita Moreno her Oscar. Anna just said that she's like. <laughs> Hannah knew. It's Romeo and Juliet. No, she didn't know. Oh, sorry, Hannah. Hannah. <laughs> oh. Just the way she says buddy, right? It's that. Anita's giving it out to them. And shot her. She's dead. <laughs> And that's way better than Romeo and Juliet. In Romeo and Juliet, the message doesn't get through because people keep dying because of a plague. Here, it's like there's an immediate reason why the message keeps dying off. And Tony doesn't get the message about Maria. That's right. Once again, you're right. It has that not better exiled. Not mm-hmm. exiled, really, you know? No. There's no fake death. Nope. Well, technically, oh. there is a fake death. Maria's death is faked, but it's, in, but it's through Anita's message. That she gives out of a moment of anger and pain. See, there should be a moment there with anybody's. Mm-hmm. Like, there needs to be that moment of confrontation. Yeah. Well, if you notice in the staging of the Anita scene, anybody's did not participate once the Jess started getting physical. But she, she did participate aside. because she spectated and didn't try to stop it. Exactly. So she is complicit in it. She is. Oh, she absolutely is. She, she, eggs, she eggs the Jets on at the beginning of the scene. And then steps aside when things get bad. Doesn't bother to help Anita. <sighs> Doc. It's interesting after so many people of generations before yeah. had lived through actual wars, mm-hmm. depression, and then this is yeah. like 
Yeah. Why are you creating your own war? Right. Well, that's exactly it, right? I mean, why why do we, why, why do we need to have war? And I can't, such a bit, that's a big conversation. I can't have that conversation. No, No, not in the last 15 minutes of the movie. It's futile. It's futile. And that's what we get out of this story that is futile. Yeah. It's a futility of anger, of petulance, of war, of greed, of ownership of Mm -hmm. the patriarchy, right? Mm -hmm. Don't go down the hole, Autumn. Don't go down the rabbit hole. He does really good here, Richard. Tony is not a good actor. I don't know. He's doing okay. So you think he does great? I never said he does great. I think this is a good raw moment for him where you see his... He doesn't know what to do. He's built up the the pain and the anger of this moment. He just doesn't live in his body. No. Once again, he's very tall, kind of dangling. Yeah. But there's no core to it. Mm -hmm. No mess to him. Yeah. Like, the world has failed him in this moment. Yeah. (laughs) Anybody shows up again. Like, she's a fascinating character. I think there's a lot more you can do with anybody's. But she's anybody to everybody. Yeah. She's exactly what everyone needs in the moment that they need her in. Yes. Except for now, Tony sends her away. When she's right, you should go and hide. That's right. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He hasn't listened to her in the moment. He probably should be listening to her. Well, he thinks Maria's dead, so what's the point? It's true. Yeah. Sad. So this is where. Hold on, I'll tell you where the lady when I saw this draft had a big emotional outburst. Maria. Maria. There. So right here. So the shot went off, and this lady in the balcony went, "No, Tony, no!" <laughs> and every like we all were in the balcony. We all just did the whole big like the Arthur <laughs> head turn at this lady who was inconsolably sobbing. Oh no! And had, I was she like, never, had she never seen it before? I have no idea. I just know that it pulled me out of the moment, in not a good way. No, Tony! No, Tony! No! Like it is sad the fact that Tony dies and Maria's here having to cradle him, right? Like, there, it's way more tragic, this ending. You see, this is why you have them sing the song early. Because it just emotionally anchors this final moment between them.
I get sad. It is sad. The fact that there isn't a somewhere for them. And it musical <coughs> proves that. Proves that there is no somewhere. Only death did part them now. Natalie Wood is so good in this moment. She's great. Two households, both yeah. like and dignity. Yeah. And it's Maria who's going to stop the games. Apparently there was supposed to be a song right here that they were going to sing. So this whole monologue, she says, was supposed it was dummy lyrics. That Sondheim was supposed to write music to. Or supposed to write lyrics oh. to a song to. And they just couldn't get it together. Which I'm actually kind of happy about. It's better she doesn't sing in this moment. Because she's lost the power to sing. And it's interesting that she started the show in a white dress, but now she's ending the show in a blood red dress. So it's almost like the white has been stained with the blood. Yeah. Like she's so natural. I know she's great. Like it just you can it, it, it's authentic. It's not a forced breakdown that she's having. It's an authentic breakdown. I don't know what's going on with the audio there. That's always been a weird audio moment where she does the "Don't you touch him." I love that she looks at him as if he's to blame. Yeah. Because well, he, he played is. a part. He played a part in, in, in Tony's death. They all did. Like Riff getting Tony to the dance was his fault. Bernardo egging Tony on at the Rumble was the other part of the problem. All doing it. They all have a part to play. They all brought about the death of Tony. It's so petty. Mm-hmm. This novel is so petty. It's over a bit of a playground. That's what we forget, that this whole fight starts over a corner of a playground. Turf. Turf. It's a turf war. But haven't we been fighting over land for centuries? Yep. And of course, the summer music is playing underneath now, right? Yeah. What's going to happen is... The potential for somewhere to be. Because they struggle, they can't get them. And the other side comes in. And that's why the somewhere music is the last instrumental we have. Because it's that. That's potential. the best moment in the whole show. It is. When they come and help them. Together. Yeah, it's offering She's that potential. Here. She is, which is why her tragedy is not as bad as Anita's. Anita's tragedy is far worse. Because Anita will never get what Maria has. Anita will have live forever in her pain. She's well, Anita and she was like assaulted. But it's interesting because they listen to the virginal words, mm-hmm. but yes. they don't listen to the logic. 
Well, no, because once again, I need his relationship with Bernardo jades them. That, that's what she's saying. Maria. Mm-hmm. Mother Mary. Yeah. Again, the Catholicism and the tones of that. Yeah. And her sacrificing, her sacrificing, right? Yeah. She gives up her love. That's right. Just like Mary gave up her son. That's right. Damn, I never saw this religious angle before. I'm now you got me seeing religion yeah. all over this piece. Well, I got thinking about it. I got thinking about I've been thinking a lot about Catholicism oh, a I lot know. lately for various reasons. But yeah. it's a the power of that religion mm-hmm. is very big. It is. And, you know, the buy-in is there, right? Is. Oh, and look, oh, and look that, at the end, right? It also, also, it also it, it's divisive. It teaches yeah. people to divide. Hold and, on, hold on, hold on. Look at the end. Like, look at the only person they arrested was Chino. They didn't get anybody else. They let all the other gang members walk away except for Chino. He's the only one who has to get arrested at the end. And how do they know it was Chino? Oh, wait, we've got to watch the end. Oh, there's yeah. director. Okay. Robert yeah. Weiss and Jerome Robbins. Yeah. I mean, I do love these crowds. It's slightly bigger. On two, so yes. it's more standouty. Yes. Yes. Well, there we go. We made it through our first live musical commentary. Thank you for our friends and family who tuned in. Uh, Hannah and Thank Reed. We, we, we need to hear from them as as the Westside Story novices. What did they think? What did you think? Good. 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 Who's your favorite character? I don't know. All of them. Oh, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. All of them. What was your favorite dance? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. Dance. The dance dance. Like the dance dance. In the dancing. In the dancing. Oh, at the dance. Oh, the, oh, the, oh, yes. The dance at the gym. The dance at the gym. Mm-hmm. Gym's dance. Autumn's favorite dance. It's my favorite dance, too. Mm-hmm. Actually, all the dances. Cool is also a great, great. Oh, it is. Just, but the choreography by Robbins is incredible. And see, great. look, Natalie Wood is first, right? Because she was the name of, of the movie. She's she was the selling factor. And That's why you brought her in. And then Tony and Riffin need all get their co-star in credit. <laughs> That's weird. Yep. And then look, George Shakiris gets like another with the whiff. He won the freaking Oscar, and he gets a whiff. George Akira says Bernardo, and it's like it should be with like Riff and Bernardo. They should have the same line. That's interesting that they put the Jets. Yeah, first. Yes. Well, they have more songs. Yeah, I guess so. They are more prominent in the story with the way it's written. Once yeah. again, the sharks disappear in Act Two. And I wonder what would happen if they didn't. Well, I'm hoping with Spielberg adding in that scene with Chino, I hope we get more of the sharks after the rumble because after the rumble, they disappear. They, it'd be great to have Cool as, like, countered. Yes. I agree. I do like this instrumental, though. That's yeah, good. Fun. Pete. Who's Pete? I don't know. I didn't know there was a Pete. Apparently there's a Pete in this gang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in his own gang. Pete's exactly. in his own gang. <laughs> exactly. So, everybody, thank you again for tuning in. Amazing. You, there's still time to 
do our season three survey. If you haven't done so already, give us the feedback. Let us know your thoughts before we get into season four. We've got some good entries already. Thank you to Max, who, who submitted the first survey entry. Bravo to you, Max. Way to go, Max. Yep. Thank you if you've stuck it out with us. Exactly. For two hours, two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. We've been doing this. I'm so not going we... to eat the rest of my dinner. Yes, the one that Maud hasn't eaten yet. No. <laughs> she won't like it now. Too cold. Do I come say hi to the people? Come here. Come on, Maudie. Come say hi. Come no, Maudie's asleep. Maddie, Maddie. Hey, you. No, nope. She's not going for it. She hates right. cameras. Well, Just yeah. Well, Otto, why don't I hit finish on this live? It'll be posted to our Do YouTube it. channel so people can watch on their own. But there Woo! we go. If you want to see more of these, just simply subscribe to our Patreon, and we can do one of these once a month with you. Because this was ah. fun. This was great. Oh. That's great. Autumn, I had a great time revisiting West Side. And we're going to revisit it again this summer. We won't watch the movie again, but we'll at least talk about it. Yes, this was no, good. No, uh, no this right was turn. good um, yeah. uh, buffer. It was a very good buffer. It was a great way to kick it off. Our first episode and our first live movie musical commentary were the same show. I think that's very fitting. Oh, they're doing the original play now. I'm like, didn't they do these already? Yeah. It's very smart. I like that. Right? Yeah, it's good. Good. All Yay! Right. Yay! And we are out.